Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called a Big Dick Baller on the Rocks. What you need to make a Big Dick Baller on the Rocks is Blanton's Black Edition Bourbon is $400 a bottle (laughs) and some ice. Just get a little cocktail glass, put a little ice in there, pour a little Blanton's Black Edition Bourbon. Isn't that good? It's $400 a bottle. First of all, it won't be in my kitchen. (laughs) Would you try some of that or something this week? No, girl, I Googled it. I'm like, oh, a really expensive bottle of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to Cocktails Dirty Discussions, you guys. How was your week? Um, my week was pretty good. It was a little a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. So I don't know about you, Kiki, but I am still working from home mm-hmm. and trying to do, not trying, doing other things. Mm-hmm. And my job, they think that because we're working from home that we're not actually working. I understand how you could think that. I really understand how you could think that. But they think that everyone's workload is light. However, mine isn't. So they have been letting people go and then putting people's jobs onto other people. And it's like, have y'all lost y'all's goddamn minds? And Probably now people so. are starting to quit because now you got people doing too much. And everybody's like, you know what? I'm actually just going to quit. That's some bullshit. So, so now you've just been getting like having to help everybody. I am, I am really like, you know what, you know what? I would be over it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm still working from home. Um, we're not going back this year. I don't know when we'll go back. They're saying like maybe next year. I'm in no rush to go back to the office. Have they had to do any layoffs? Uh uh. Nobody's been laid off, which is great. Um, but yeah, but we've been working from home and I just don't want to be at work with everybody. Cause I'm like, y'all be in the club every week. Like the clubs are open. So I work smoking at a radio hookah. station. They're smoking hookah. They're going out, they're hanging out, they're doing all this stuff. And I get it. You want to make your money, but I don't need to be around you. Um, right. I don't need to be a part of that. So mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm in, um, Oklahoma city right now. I can't, you know, my sister's sick. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. Can't wait to meet the little baby, but. When she do? Six, she, she is due January 19th, mm-hmm. I believe, I think so. So forgive me if you guys, I don't know my sister's talking, if you guys hear any sickness in the background, like throwing up or coughing, if you hear a man scream because the game is on, there's a lot going on. I'm in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <Thank> yeah. <laughs> but you guys, we have a special guest with us here today. We have Lauren Peacock, the author of Females Like Cheese? That's the name of it, right? Yes, it's actually Female Likes Cheese Comes With Dog. It's stories uh, about divorce, dating, and saying I do. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, you know, we kind of threw around different titles. You know how it is. You try things out. And um, actually, the title came from my online dating profile. So we uh, oh. we pulled from that. <laughs> that actually worked out. That's how I got the guy. Oh, wow. What are your top two favorite online dating apps? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, probably Date British Guys, which is the one I met my current spouse on, uh, DateBritishGuys.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I it's tough because I feel like the 
like I liked Bumble a little more than Tinder because I felt like mm-hmm. Bumble you had a better choice than Tinder, but you still I felt like it was still more um like to the point to where you didn't have to go through like this huge profile and it just you know, you still could get your swipes on and you could kind of still see the photos, but you didn't just feel like you had to sit there all day. I've never heard of date British guys. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fucking joke. (laughs) Well, I watch 90 day fiance. So they have those for like every nationality. Would you ever go on a show like that? Would I ever what? 90 day fiance. I said, would you ever go on a show like that? 90 day fiance. You know, I, because I'm in film and television and I know a mm-hmm. little bit more of behind the scenes, they probably wouldn't let me go on one of those, but I probably mm. totally still would. <laughs> I probably still would. Cause if it, you it, could slip through the cracks. Yeah. If I could, it, I probably still, yeah. If they asked me, I would, but they, they would never would because they know, I know too much about how reality TV works. That's Lauren, funny. I read that you did something with Wiz Khalifa. What was that? A um, music video, one of his music videos for his album Rolling Papers oh. too. Yeah, it was it was really fun. He's such a great guy. He's so much fun, and like you know, he's been fun. He he is. He's fun, and like Snoop Dogg was there. Like he kind of showed up on. What'd set you do and, for the video? Um, I was just one of the like production manager, line producers. You know, um, oh, so kind of did okay. like all the ran all the departments, budgets, things like that. Um, and helped. Did you have sex with Wiz Khalifa or Snoop? You know, I was already uh, I was already engaged at the time. So, but I um. saw I saw all the fun stuff that happens on sets <laughs> that you can't talk about. But uh, but you know, it was fun. He was a great guy, and um, he treated the crew really great. And uh, and it was a lot of fun. Well, before we talk more to you, I guess we'll move on to Weird Sex and then we'll come back and play a game with you and get to know more about you, your book, and some other questions we have about your uh, dating life. You said a man is not a necessity, a man is a luxury, like dessert. Yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. So, this week's Weird Sex. Speaking of fun stuff, did you guys know that there is a a coffee shop in Geneva, Switzerland, and you get blowjobs? It's called Cafe Fellatio. And you can get uh, your coffee and you get fellatio from whichever barista you want and i think it's pretty cool but i'm like well damn what about the women sometimes we might want to receive a little something something from the man making our coffee or woman you know whatever you like but yeah they i mean it's legal in switzerland Uh, prostitution is do you pay now do you do the guys go in and like pay for it is it like you know 50 Mm dollars oh you have to pay for it yeah it's like 75 dollars for a cappuccino you know, but, um, yeah, you can get it. And they have these long tablecloths at some of the tables and you pick the person and they go under the table. You can sip your coffee, sip your espresso and they'll suck your dick and then you'll be done. She'll check her watch, say, okay, you've got 15 minutes of dick sucking and then you can go. I think it's pretty cool. Is I think they could have came up with a more creative name, huh? Is it kind of like if you have like you know how there's like types of coffee like the americano and the espresso and things like that does it go like can you have your americano there's different and stuff. then like yes, stuff? Different yeah styles. different type 
Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool. Like, there's a menu for I'm, all the services. I mean, you got to give them credit for like being creative. I think it's you know, cool. You know, you know Amsterdam. I mean, in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. you basically have the red light district. It's their version of the red mm-hmm. light district. Exactly, and it's way cooler to have a coffee shop that offers dick sucking versus a brothel that'll give you some coffee on your way out you know it's just it's <laughs> i think it's a great idea to do it that way excellent marketing techniques coffee is cheap um but head is not so congratulations to those people i mean the business has been around for several years i don't know how it's doing right now it's probably closed hopefully um but yeah i found that and i was like oh this is such a cool little spot too bad they don't have those here Sorry, guys. But yeah, that's it for Weird Sex. If anybody else sees a interesting article, anything cool, weird, nasty, super gross, deadly, send it to me. Cocktails at ATL at gmail.com or you can DM it to me on Instagram at Kiki Said So. So we play a little game, Lauren, with our guests. Um, this one this week is the scenario game. So we're going to give you a couple of scenarios and then we'll give you options to how you would answer or react in the situation. And then you pick from the multiple choice uh, responses that we give you. Okay. Sounds good. You can go ahead, Medina. Okay. Here is the first one. You go on a date. The chemistry is good. And you actually have a really good time with this guy. The check comes. And you notice he doesn't leave a tip. You, A... Throw some cash on the table without him seeing you do it. B, apologize to the waitress as both of you leave and give her a little cash in front of him so he can see it. Or C, you don't tip either, so you really don't care. Is there is there like a D option? <laughs> like can, <laughs> there's not. There's an A, B, and a C. I mean, like it's a it's America, and in America we're used to tipping. It's kind of standard, right? So, like, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess I would pick a B, but like a combination of B where I would tip the woman and then maybe on the way out say something, but maybe in a positive way, like, oh, you know, I used to work food and beverage in college and man, those, you know, I know what it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they're, it's, you know, it's a hustle out there and kind of put a positive spin on it to not make them feel like an asshole, but kind of use it to see what they say, maybe about like, it. Lesson. Yeah, like, 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 right, like, they should know, but yeah, I guess that's kind of what, because you don't want to just make a scene, because, you know, some people, a lot of times now, a lot of restaurants do this 15% automatic gratuity in some places, mm-hmm. but I still feel like that's no excuse not to know. I don't know. That's what I, I would, I would pick B, I guess, in some positive form. Okay. Next one. Babe wants to take you on a date to a sex Wait, club. Wait, y'all don't and- get to answer? I don't get to hear your answers. I mean, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> I would give him, I would give the waitress a tip. I would do B. Um, I don't know. Was there apologize? Oh, apologize to the waitress. I don't think I would apologize to the waitress. If I saw he didn't leave a tip, I'm going to leave the tip. I won't see him again. That's it. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, maybe if we were in another country, maybe if it was like some cultural difference, but I've not had that experience. So I'm basing this off of the guys who I have dated. You know, you need to tip. You're being cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in, yeah, I would so. go with B. In England, they don't tip. So mm-hmm. when 
I so your man might dating, not too. Right. When I first started dating my husband, I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. we kind of had to, and then I learned over here, you don't tip, they get paid within a decent know, wage. So, right. So, you know, culturally, but, you know, in America, I agree with you. You know, it's kind of like, what are you doing? It's like, do you yeah. see the news? People are fighting by minimum wage and these people are getting $2.13 an hour. You need to tip. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so Babe wants to take you on a date to a sex club and wants the both of you to participate in the festivities when you get there. A, Babe knows you so well and you can't wait to pick out a cute outfit. (laughs) B, nope, not happening. C, you will go but only have sex with him. I think I would probably choose... See, but I think it's a lot of these questions come with butts. You got to have, I think, the talk and the rules before you go. So, yes, if you go and you guys are all on the same page before you go, then I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a sex club? Actually, no. That's the one thing I have not many. I've done many things, but that's the one thing I have not done. Mm-hmm. I've had many friends go and they've had some wonderful times and some that have not. Walked away with not so good of times. But have you? Have you guys been? What is it like? <laughs> Tell been. me all about I've it. Been. I'm one of the have-nots. I didn't have a good time. I went one time and I was just, I went by myself though. And I was a lot younger. I was nervous and I was like, not being harassed because it was a sex club, but it was like, it was too much and I left. I was probably there for like 15 minutes. Okay. So, but I would think being, I, go ahead. No, sorry, Kiki. I I went, um, I went with a friend for, she wanted to go. So she was like, will you come with me? And I was like, yeah. And then we went with this other guy that we know who goes and like frequents and like has sex there all the time. I didn't participate with anybody. I had no intentions of participating with anyone. Um, it was interesting to see because I had been curious to see what it would be like for myself. <coughs> but I, mm-mm. there was nobody in there that I would want to have sex with. Yeah, I would go again though. I would try it again at my age now, at my right age. I would go with somebody who I wanted to have sex with, and then just kind of see what happens. I feel like maybe if there were attractive girls, something with them, maybe. But like the other men, I doubt it. One penis is sometimes more than enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, I think if you as you get older, and I can understand being younger and being alone, it might be a lot. But I I know people Mm -hmm. that have done it older that have had good experiences and i feel like if you're a couple and you have the conversations then it might be it might be something but yeah it's something i haven't done and mm-hmm. who knows you never know right <sighs> okay lauren peacock well that's the end of our little game i think it was, was no the there one? was another question <laughs> oh. the number three <laughs> wait there's another you skip it every okay, damn last- thing <laughs> you didn't even ask me last- how i was doing <laughs> Wait, what? I said, you didn't even ask me how my week was. We just went going on. It's number three. You start dating a guy. He mentions he doesn't eat pussy. Oh, okay. I see it. Mm-hmm. You see it? Like okay. second page. Lauren, <laughs> you start dating a guy and he mentions he doesn't eat pussy. You, A, don't care because you don't like it anyway. B, can't deal with him in his childish ways or C, think you can change him. Well, you can't change anybody. So I'm going with B, you can't deal with him in his childish ways. 
Yeah, basically. I agree. Yeah. I think we would all yeah, yeah. be like, what? Bye. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's definitely not something that you have to do every time if you're not good at it. Or like to say you don't do it. Hold on. Like, now, wait a minute. Now you're closed I mean, off what if it. I said that I didn't give head? I mean, you would basically expect, you would try and teach me that, right? You would, mm-hmm. you would be giving me the books, the links, the everything to, to make me learn how to give you head. So right. I'm going to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Jiggy, one how bit. was your week? I didn't realize you didn't say how your it's, week it's was. It's all right. We can move on. Um, it it was just it was it was a mess. Um, okay. So this week, Lauren, we're talking to you. We want to know. So you wrote this book. You talked about being married. We you talked about being divorced. Um, before we even get into that, let's talk about adult sex versus like college age sex. Did you go to college? Where'd you I go? Did. I did. I went to Flagler College. Well, I went to two colleges. The first one I went to was Catawba College in North Carolina. It was like a small liberal arts college no one's ever heard of. Um, And I was there for two years, and then I transferred down to Flagler College in St. Augustine by the beach. Way more fun. Mm -hmm. And um, although, I don't know, you know, there's sex in both places. Um, (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) And so, you know, I graduated with a, a media productions degree in communications and, and graduated um, 11 years ago, I think. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Did you have a lot of sex in college? That's probably where I had the most sex. You know, my first year of college, I had a lot of sex with a lot of people. And then I met my first husband uh, my second year and then had a lot of sex with him mm. so that became relationship sex was it good i wasn't boring are we talking <laughs> about the first year of college sex with a lot of people or the relationship sex the relationship sex first that's what i want to know about. um you know it wasn't bad like i mean sex with my first husband wasn't bad but would i say it was as good as other people that I've been with before and after. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, I've had it was regular, it was regular, regular sex, regular sex. Okay. So what about, yeah. what about the casual sex you were having the first year of college? Was that fun? That was just like hormonal. I'm out of my parents' house. I'm fucking everything in sight. And were you a virgin when you went to college? No, fuck no. But I had really strict religious parents, okay? Like, especially my mom. So, like, there were rules. I wasn't really allowed to date. And I talk about this in the book. Like, you know, like, you had the six-inch rule. Like, God had to come in between you. And, like, there was no, like, you couldn't, you know, you weren't supposed to have sex. I totally did it anyway. But... When I got to college and I was free and all this kind of stuff, I was like, oh, boys, 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 like, you know, fuck everything. But <laughs> so I did. And it was great. <laughs> but let me ask you a question, because there's two types of I fuck everything in sight women. There's the kind that everyone knows you fuck everything in sight. And you're oh, and I know. Yeah, it was. And then there's the one where. People don't really know you'd be fucking everybody. Which one were you? Were you the whole? I mean, I don't know because I wasn't like, I wasn't just 
I wasn't just fucking, like, I was fucking a couple people at school, but then I was also fucking a couple people out of town. So I wasn't just fucking everybody at one location. So, and I wasn't just also telling everybody. I was telling a few friends, but it's college. You know, it's a small college, 2,000 people. People know who oh, wow. you fuck. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, there, there are, of course, people that are going to talk. But I mean, I, I kind of followed that trend after my first husband. I ended up, I fuck people on the road. I'm a road fucker. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> I just... Uh, like I meet people in different cities and like, and, uh-huh. and I think that's where it, it followed as well, because then when later in life you want relationships and you find somebody great in a different city and then you have this idea of maybe mm-hmm. it'll work out, but you know, it doesn't, but I mean, I was an in-between hoe, maybe, maybe we'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll go with that. Oh my god! Okay, so when you were meeting these people, what was it? I, we did a bonus episode um, that was posted today, Monday, when we're recording this, and I asked the ladies that I did the episode with, "What was um, your sexual first impression with the person that you most recently fucked? What were these first impressions with with these guys that you were fucking on the road?" Were they good? Were they? Did they just look good? Did they talk a good game? Like, what was it that made you want to fuck them? Or were you just horny? Um, I would say, like, are we talking about college or adult? Yeah, college. Most re- co- so college. College. I, I was just horny college. in college. Was horny. <laughs> like, it, it mm-hmm. was because you know how they say, like, later in life your hormones change, and like in your thirties you're like more horny. No, that started like it, it runs in the family. Like we are horny mm-hmm. young. So I was just <laughs> horny at 18, 19, horny, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost like, like, am I a boy? Like, am I is there, like, am I re-? like, because I just, I think there was so much going on with the fact that when you're told no your entire life of like, no, you can't date. No, you can't wear that. Mm-hmm. No, you can't go here. You want to do all those things. I mean, that's like the typical parenting thing. If you tell a child, no, what are they going to do? They're going to turn around and do the other thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it with that and hormones, I was just off to the races. Wild with it. I understand. Did your, did your mom ever find out? You said she was the most religious one. Yeah. I mean, they've read the book. That didn't go over well. So <laughs> they, what they did. What did they say when they read it? It didn't. It your didn't family. go well. It didn't go well at first but they're okay uh-huh. now i think they oh, were just it. shocked oh. that i mean there's a lot of life lessons in the book too that mm-hmm. you know i think if if i'd made a couple decisions differently what do you think in your book is one of the most shocking things to your family all the sex like in all honesty Ooh. like oh, like like i think all I think it's the sex part, not like there's explanations of learning lessons, like Mm -hmm. why I chose to have sex with certain people or if I liked a certain person, why I chose to have sex with them or why I wanted to or why I wanted a relationship to work or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And I think 
now they see that overall picture. But at first reading that, I can understand that being a shock. But I think a lot of millennials who the book is for, people in their 20s and 30s who are out dating and doing what I was doing, just wanting to find somebody to accept who they are inside. And maybe they're not going about it the right way, because when do we ever make the right decisions all the time in life? You know, that, mm-hmm. that was kind of what I was doing with the book was I wanted people to understand that it's okay that you're out trying to date and you may have sex or you may be divorced or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. did you, did you ever go through a phase of sleeping with married men? Honestly, I only slept with one married man. I I think because I had been cheated on by my first husband for two years, I didn't go that route. Like when I found out someone was married, um, mm-hmm. I backed away from a situation like that. Like um, the only married man that I slept with was going through a divorce and I knew about it. So mm. how did you find out that your husband was cheating for two years? From the girlfriend. Uh, she actually outed him. Uh, she texted me one night, a bunch of pictures of the two of them. And she called me twice. I didn't, I actually knew her. She'd been to our Christmas parties and been out on the boat with us. She worked at the country club that we were members of, um, like this, you know, like country club with golf and all that stuff. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, she, Worked at the babysitters club there, but you know we don't have kids. I am not like okay. I'm telling you, she worked, and this this is now a Trump club. Let me just tell you, it's now a Trump club. (laughs) And she was she apparently rumor has it slept with other married men there too, but she. How old was she? I'm just she's, curious. She's like two years older than me. I'm 33. She's like 35 or 36. And she, I felt like something was, you know, in your gut, you just feel like something's up. Somebody's always, like, he was always talking to her when we would go to the gym. Like, he'd mm-hmm. go outside and talk to her. And there'd be, like, some excuse, like, oh, um, she asked me a question about, I don't know, um, like something he was doing, like hunting or whatever, something stupid that you just know is full of shit. She's and, not um, anything but husbands. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she was doing, and then she eventually hunted mine. So she, um, they, I guess I don't know when it started, but I think it started around, honestly, around one Christmas one year because she, um, she then she sent me, she called me one day. I missed it. And all of a sudden, a bunch of texts came in with pictures of them. And did you have a feeling? Did you ever have? I'm really intuitive, and sometimes something very small can happen. It'll make no sense, and I already can. I already know the whole thing. I was leaving the club one day, and someone at the club, like a receptionist, said something to me, and I don't know specifically what she said, but I left, and I was like, something's not right about like the two of them, and I, I. And I was like, something, something's not right. And I didn't know at what extent it was. But when I got all those pictures and all of that, I picked up the phone. I called her. She answered. And I said, how long has it been going on? 
I said, how long have you been fucking my husband? Did you tell her job? I'm calling the job. I'm printing out some flyers and I'm passing them out at the country. So uh, y'all want some tea and a flyer? I don't know how that went down, but I think she'd already quit. But she wasn't there anymore because I had, we had kind of, I guess, if you want to call it separated because he had gotten in some trouble and I can't say too much legally, but I'll just leave mm-hmm. it at that. Girl, we don't care about him. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we had kind of separated. So I had heard that she'd left or something had happened. Maybe she'd gotten fired. But either way, she outed him and it made the divorce so much easier because I knew he had no leg to stand on with the mm-hmm. fact that I was like, okay, well, we're basically, you know, we can tie this up pretty quickly. Um, so yeah. Did you ever feel like you were going to have like a snap moment? Like I might kill one of them or both. Um, I, that I'm really glad that when I found out I had, I happened to have two friends in town And Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that happened because I think if I had been alone, I probably would have had a harder time. I mean, I had a hard time Mm -hmm. as it is because I spent eight years of my life with this person. I met this person. a big chunk of life. At like 1920, like right after, Mm -hmm. you know, middle ho time or whatever. And it was, it was a really hard moment. And, and it was very, I went into a very dark hole. Like a lot of people do during a divorce Mm -hmm. because you know you know Mm -hmm. you know you've picked the wrong person before that moment you know I knew I picked the wrong person years before I was just stuck did you know that you picked the wrong person before you even married him you know how sometimes people just continue with a relationship because maybe you're scared to leave or you just want to create some fairy tale story that's really not real and you really knew it the whole time I mean I think I think there was some denial. I think, you know, I don't think I had in my head, oh, I'll just get divorced. I don't think there was anything like that. I think I went into the marriage with, oh, but I love him. And he, Mm -hmm. you know, and he loves me. But I think I knew he was a liar. And I think I just was young and made excuses for bad behavior because he loves me. And he was a narcissist. I mean, he was a narcissist. And and I think I was just young and knew it all and thought I could change him because when you're 20, 21, 22, you do. You think you can change people at that age. You do. And you really can't. So what was it like when, okay, so you get divorced, you're going through your depression and eventually you must have come out of it because now you're engaged again. What was the transition like going from being divorced to now being back in the dating world? I mean, I, I, I would say that, I mean, it took, even though I had finalized the divorce, I was out of the divorce. It took a good, probably two years, even though I was dating a little bit, um, two years before I felt comfortable in myself where I felt like Mm -hmm. I got myself back. Um, and I think even though I had dated here and there, I would say it was probably being back in Atlanta. So I would say maybe a year I did move back to Atlanta from living in South Florida with him where I felt like, Oh, this is a fresh start. I'm back in a city that I was born and raised in. I'm, you know, 
it's a new life and you know i'm back to- did you guys have kids together no and i that i am so thankful for that um that was that was a very very a big blessing in disguise um but yeah i was being Ooh. being back black in atlanta and being able to kind of be around friends and people i grew up around and i think that was a very good mm-hmm. starting off point and then being able to go out on dates and even though i was rusty um and honestly, having sex again, you know, to know that it's okay to be with somebody else, even if they're Were not. What does being rusty look like to you? Like when you're rusty at dating? Um, you, you don't know how to flirt. You know, you don't remember how to flirt. You don't remember what do you say? It's like you're back in high school. What do, what do I say? What do I do? Am I, mm-hmm. you know, like it's awkward and, and you just forget because you've been in the same pattern and the same routine. Mhm. So, were yeah. you having sex at the end of your marriage like before you found out he was cheating on you? No. No, like I didn't start I hadn't had sex with anybody like you know until a year after the marriage. But like I'm saying within your marriage like oh, with, with your him. husband. No, he didn't yeah, want to have sex. How long because- did that last? Well, he was having sex with her. So he, I would want to have sex and then he would mm-hmm. make excuses. And that's where like things. What? what kind of excuses? I'm always curious to know when men are cheating or when anyone's cheating and you're actually married, what is the excuse you say that really works for your person not to be like, I know you're cheating? I would be like, I know you're cheating. Uh, what were the excuses? He would say, um, due to like some situations that were happening that I can't talk about. He would say, Oh, it's a very stressful time for me right now, mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally. And, you know, it's really just kind of killed my libido and I'm just not feeling like (laughs) mentally just not all there with it. And it was stuff like that. And like the first time or two, you're like, okay, I understand it's stress, whatever. But then when you hear that same excuse, you're like, no, what's going on here? This is ridiculous. And then they psychologically manipulate you to like blame something on you for the problem, like on Mm -hmm. why they don't want to have sex. So then it's your fault that you're not having sex. So maybe it's because you've put on a little weight. And he said that. So, you know, like, I don't know if I feel. I'm telling you right now. I don't feel as attracted to you right now because you've put on a little bit of weight. So it's kind of made me not so as sexually attracted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, whether or not. Like, trash. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's me. Like, what? Like, I can say some really mean things in arguments and even, I don't know if you get on my nerves, but that's, that's mean, bro. Yeah, so. Do you think he even loved you anymore? You know, I don't think because he is a narcissistic sociopath, I don't think he knows how to love, like, in his brain makeup. I don't think he Mm -hmm. can understand what, what love is. So I think. I think he liked me for his gain. So in the beginning, due to certain situations, whether it was socially or whatever, you know, whatever worked for him, I think 
mm-hmm. he liked me and he married me for whatever his purpose was at the time. And then when that didn't work or whatever he, his needs weren't met, I wasn't meeting whatever needs he needed. He went on to her and whatever those needs were, you know, are they still together? Yeah, they had a baby and they live in Colorado. And, um, apparently he works in some like minefield or something. I mean, he looks basically like the Geico caveman and (laughs) I don't really know what he does, but I don't really care, but they live out there in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So I want to talk more about, more about you moving on. So, okay. You re-entered the dating world. You said you were on dating apps. What were your dating apps of choice and websites? Okay, so before I did the whole date British guys, I was basically on Match, Tender, and Bumble. Those were the three. Mm-hmm. Um, Tender, you know, I, I went on a few dates, but I would say that probably wasn't the most successful ones because it was very much like a, you'd have the talking game and it would just go on and on. Um, but honestly... I'm blocking you. From Tender? Yeah, like if people keep going. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, like commit. Go on a date and commit. But to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. I would say um, match. I know people like really get annoyed with match. And and I know new ones like Hinge have come out. Hinge had kind of like started, but not really when I had kind of been meeting my husband at this time. But match, the thing with match is it. It can be frustrating, but there were, I went on some good dates. Now they didn't necessarily mm-hmm. turn into relationships, but I went on some really good dates with match. It is like a needle in a haystack though. You have to be mm-hmm. honest, I think on your profile. And I think a lot of people try and put what they think other people want to see or hear. Um, and they're not completely honest. And that's one thing that I recommend to anybody doing any type of dating profile, whether it's J date or Christian Mingle, or Zeusk, or Hinge, or whatever, just be honest. Because, like, if you smoke, and you put you're not a smoker, you're going to be miserable trying to fake that, you know? Like, you just, mm-hmm. or, also, like, people do that? Yes, yes, there would be people what? that I would go out with, and they're like, oh, I just quit. And I'm like, but did you really? You still smell like cigarettes. Right. I'm like, did you quit <laughs> when you walked in the door? <laughs> like, right. you know, like, if you I'm know. not going to lie, I'm horrible with the online dating app. I'm one of those people where I don't really put a lot on my profile. I put, I put pictures of me and most of the hairstyles that I like to wear short, long, pulled mm-hmm. back, real fake. So you know what I really, you get a gist of what I really look like. But I don't really put much in my bio. I well, put my name. And people that are like that, that prefer like the coffee meets bagel. Coffee meets bagel is great because it's still a shorter, like little, or the league. It's still shorter profiles where you don't have to put a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing about online dating is that people don't realize these days and millennials are bad about it and Gen Zers are even wor- worse is just, just be honest. If you don't like somebody or you don't really want to meet up, just say it right away. Like, don't continue, like you said, this, like, text it. Like, just, just, like, get it done. Nip it in the bud. You either meet or you don't. But, like, let's not waste everybody's time. And I don't know wh- where mm. we got on this whole trend of wasting people's let's time. Wait, 
Yes. Like <laughs> people are bored. I don't understand. Yes. I'm like, we're bored. But let me ask y'all this. Have you ever wasted someone's time and you knew you were wasting their time? Yes. And you know what? I've actually like started to apologize for shit like that. Like I apologized to a guy six months ago for wasting his fucking time. I'm like, you know what? You remember back like blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Three years ago when we were supposed to go back out. I don't know. It was something, whatever. I said, you know, I just wanted to say, I'm really sorry. And I, I apologized to him for whatever that situation was. And he appreciated that. And I just feel like we're not doing that. We're not like we either need to stop wasting, but yet we want instant gratification. We waste people's time, but then we expect instant gratification on things. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you can't. Anyway, I don't understand it. And it frustrates me. Do you ever want to get glammed up, but you just feel like you don't have the time? What if we told you there's a service that can come to you? Yeah, there is an on-demand beauty styling and personal grooming platform that comes to you to make you fine. Literally, Dashing caters to today's professional, from working professionals to students and everyone in between. Because looking good should be easy for everyone. Check them out on all social media platforms at Dashing app or book your appointment at trydashing.com. Cupcake Candles produces hand-poured soy candles for men and women. Their special blend of waxes create luxury, long-lasting fragrances to complement any mood. Follow their Instagram page at cupcake.candles and check out their website, www.cupcake-candles.com. For 20% off, use code COCKTAILS at checkout. That's C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S at checkout at www.cupcake-candles.com. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We both really appreciate it. We're trying to deliver more bonus content to you on a regular basis. Well, not trying. We are. And we will be releasing new bonus episodes every Monday. Here's a snippet of the most recent episode featuring me and Ace and Cartel from the Coffee and Cream podcast. <laughs> what did you do? You gotta get in the middle so I can see. Okay, I need a demonstration. My okay, so I've done it on this couch before. Get in the middle so we can see. Okay, so on this couch, I'm like literally right here. Okay, so the back. Do you turn your? Do you turn to the side, or you just doing that so I can hear you? I need all the details. Okay. So sometimes my hands are on the little mantelpiece back here. Other times I might like put my face like yeah, I'll you, try gotta, to, you wanna look at that nigga Yeah, sometimes. I wanna see him so he can see me like, oh my god, it's so great. Okay, if you want to hear the rest of that story, it's the most recent bonus episode from Monday, August 24th. There's a new bonus episode every week. There's plenty of episodes already up. And we also take suggestions from our patrons. Um, You get first dibs to let us know if it's something that you want us to talk about on a future episode. You get early access to content when, we are, when it's available. You also get bonus content that is for no one else. So please sign up, www.patreon.com www.patreon.com slash cocktails and now we'll get back to the show i don't understand it and it frustrates me so how'd you end up on date um my 
a business partner at the time uh, in Atlanta, he is British and he was okay. saying, you know, why don't, why don't you try online dating? And I like basically threw something in his face and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I've been online dating for what seems like decades. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I quit online dating. I'm not doing that again. And he's like, no, like, why don't you try international um, dating sites because you're always traveling, you know, with work or like, you know, going out of the country mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it's just going to be the same. And so then he said, why not just look into it? And so, you know, I was in L.A. one night getting drunk as usual. And I decided to get online and look and see what the top dating sites were for um, the international sites. And sure enough, mm-hmm. on the BBC, besides Match and, you know, eHarmony and all that, was this Date British Guys. And I was like, that has got to be a joke. And it looked like a joke. It looked like AOL 2.0. And I signed up because I was drunk. And um, then I uh, I was on there for like, I don't know, a week. It gives you like a trial. And sure enough, um, I saw my to-be husband. And I was like, well, he's pretty cute. And uh, I sent him a little wink. And we- I'm going to download that app as soon as we're done recording. I never knew this existed. I'm going to see who I can match You know, with. there's some really cute guys on there. And and you don't have to be, um, like, British. There are Germans on there. There's, you know, Irish guys. There's, like, other countries. So it's not just mm-hmm. British. But it was started by a British guy and an American woman who ended up getting married. And they were like, oh, more people should be like us. Um, and they expanded it to, they have a really great romantic story, but they expanded it to other countries and things, but yeah. And, um, we just started talking and to be honest with you, I was so fed up with all of this swiping nonsense that I was just like, I don't know what this guy is going to be like, but I'll just, you know, I'm not, I don't have time for all this nonsense. And so we ended up meeting like mm-hmm. a month later in England and I thought he would stand me up. Um, but he didn't. And, um. He was the one that so actually was met. The What was that first date like? Um, we we met outside of London uh, in Warwick. There's like a castle and, you know, it's lit up at night and we kind of had dinner and walked around. And um, that romantic. It was nice. And he actually, um, he kind of, uh, you know, we wanted to see how the date went. And if the date went well, we had had a trip planned for the weekend because I was in England for a couple of weeks that if it went well, we would spend the weekend together. And it went well. Mm-hmm. So we spent the weekend together. And on the first night, he basically sat me down the first night, like first hour of cocktail hour and was like, where is this going? <laughs> and normally you do that at the end of the weekend, you know, because if it doesn't mm-hmm. go well at the end of the weekend, you guys can go your separate ways. Maybe you've had a good weekend and and that's it but you don't do that on the mm-hmm. first because then you know if it's awkward but no he did it and I was like well I'm not looking for a pen pal um <laughs> you know oh, I don't right. really I'm 31 I'm not looking for a pen pal so we kind of had the talk on the first weekend of like let's give this a real try and that kind of just went on from there and we did the back and forth and that was that so it's- so where do you live now do you live in Atlanta I'm actually sitting in England right now. In I was finally (laughs) able to get over here because the quarantine and the rules and everything. Mm -hmm. And so he has applied for a green card, but because of everything going on with 
politics, he has not been able to get over mm -hmm. here. So um, I've been before that I've been in LA. So I've finally been okay. able to get over here um, to be with him. And I stopped to see my parents in Florida. So like, it's as you know, mm -hmm. with LA, everything right now is just so, you know, with, with the quarantine and everything. And so I, I was really mm -hmm. happy that I was finally able to come over here. So I am coming to you live from England. <laughs> okay. England. That's super dope. Um, do you think that commitment is hard? You know, I do. I think it's hard if you, if you, I guess if you make it hard, I think some people I think are better at being committed than others. I don't think that, I think it has a lot to do with insecurities and possibly your past. Like I, I feel like if mm -hmm. you, if you grow up with, with rejection a lot, uh, whether it's being rejected from a parent or, re you know, rejection, rejection at school or whatever the case may be, I think that can lead to, you know, insecurities maybe in a relationship that you don't realize that, you know, you may feel or you may, you know, you may, I guess, project onto somebody else that may then in mm -hmm. fact lead to commitment issues. So, I mean, but I, I, yeah. I feel like in my first marriage, commitment was really easy. And I was like, yes, marriage, this is how it works. You're committed. It's great. I'm excited. Here we are. And I think because I worked so hard to be independent um, and to learn how to be by myself and self-love and self-care and that not everything is your fault, mm -hmm. that the second go around, I was like, but I took so good, you know, such good care of myself. And now I have to give myself up to somebody again. I think it mm -hmm. was scary. But then once I let go of that, it's been really great. What do you that's think? I mean, that's a good thing to learn. But what else did you learn from being married? The first go around or the second? Or this time? Or just Probably. the first? Um, well, you're engaged or did you no, get married? I'm married. Already? I'm married. So what have I, what okay. have I learned in the first one? Well, either one then. The either one. Yeah. Um, what I have you learned just about yourself? I think that might be the, helpful to other people. It really, the little things really do not matter. Like there are so many, like if you focused on all the little things that like, I mean, it could be something as simple as like chores around the house or whatever the case may be. If you're nitpicking at someone about every little thing, you are never going to be able to get through the bigger things. And there are so many big things that happen in life. Look at the pandemic. You know, look at people and relationships in the pandemic and being separated, you know, spouses and families or or just in general, people being together in a pandemic and having to be under the same roof. And for that amount of time, if you are focused on tiny little things that don't matter all the time, I think that was a really big thing I learned in the first one. And just in life in general is like, it's not like we hear all the time, don't sweat the small stuff. And you really can't, you know. Focus on the real mm -hmm. big important things and how you're going to get through those. It's funny that you say that because I always go through these like ups and downs when I think about being a married person. I used to be like, oh my gosh, I want that fairy tale ending, which I do, but now I'm not sure if I want marriage. And then some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I do want to be married. My sister just got married. Uh, it'll be a year in October. Aww. And um, 
being here and sharing with them for, um, it's just a couple of days now, but I'll be here for a whole week and watching how sick she is. Like my sister's on a bunch of different medicines and she can't really even leave the bed and watching her husband take care of her. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's not pretty. Like she, there are a lot of things she can't do on her own that you want to do privately <laughs> that you hope. I hope that one day if I'm ever in a position like that, that there is someone by my side that is going to be there with me, no matter if I'm getting on your nerves, no matter if you're mad at me, like you got my back for forever. And it really is a beautiful thing, not thinking about the hardships of marriage, but someone that's really going to be there for you when you need them, the bigger picture. And I couldn't imagine if she was going through this on her own. Like I'm here just for like moral support, but her husband really got her. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I see friends and I see friends settle or I see friends say, Oh, I want to get married so bad, or I want to start a family or I want to do all of these things. And it's like, or they get frustrated because they're like, why am I not meeting anybody? And it's like, I would rather people really take the time to find the right person than to Mm -hmm. settle for the wrong person. And like, it's the most frustrating thing when you do see people getting the things that you want faster than you're getting everyone around you yeah and you're like (laughs) what the hell is wrong with me and and Mm -hmm. I was feeling that way and I know friends are feeling that way because they see what's happened to me and nobody likes to hear you know it just takes time or it just takes the right person but like I look at the person that I have now compared to the person that I was with and like I am with you know what you described with your sister I am with the person that you know was on the phone with me when I got a really scary breast scan, you know, like those are the people that Mm -hmm. you want that are going to drop everything and be there for you when things are really bad and that Mm -hmm. are not going to be worrying about who was right and who was wrong in an argument that you had three days ago, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's when, you know, whether it's online dating, whether it's dating in the community or wherever you decide to find that person you have to just keep it's like finding a job you have to just keep Mm -hmm. like pushing out those applications so to speak and just Mm -hmm. keep being on the hunt you know Mm -hmm. i mean you just can't give up because and they're not going to find you if you're just crying in your closet now this is an interesting question and i wonder how you're going to take this because of when you said hunt, this just sparked in my mind because we talked about the babysitter's club girl who stole your first husband. Oh, well, yes. Actually, we called her a, a husband hunter. Well, yeah. Do you sometimes look at people and, like, do you look at your ex-husband now and, and think, like, well, now he, maybe he was supposed to be with her. You know, I, I have. Even though it was hurtful and the things that happened. Like, what if he, what if people get married and you really do fall in love with someone else? You know, it, as much as that crushed my life, and as much as I look back and I have moments of weakness and I'm like, well, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be in this situation and boo hoo hoo. We all have days like that. We all have days where stuff mm-hmm. like that happens. But if the two of them are meant to be a Bonnie and Clyde or if the two of them are meant to have broken up a marriage because it takes two, even though she entered it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if the two of them are happy, I don't know. It's, I have, I've become indifferent about the situation because I'm 
now so happy in what I have that I don't want to let feelings of hate interfere with what is good in my life. So maybe there are meant to be, maybe he'll do it again. Maybe she'll do it again. I don't know, but, but things I do believe you somehow do go on whatever path you're meant to be on and, and things, you know, you don't, you don't know who knows what'll happen next. Have you ever watched the show Dr. Foster on Netflix? No, but everybody keeps telling I me. I have. To. You should watch that. Really? You should watch okay. it. Lauren. That's kind of okay. what happened. I mean, not exactly, but it's similar. Like, there's a okay, girl so who had been around and she's sleeping mm-hmm. with Dr. Foster's husband. And they end up, well, I won't tell you what ends up happening, but there's two seasons on Netflix. It's really okay. good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start that tomorrow now. Mm hmm. <laughs> Good, good. Um, then we went off on a different. Um... <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> no, girl, it's fine. I like the discussion. Um, we are going to take a quick break, go to Indecisive Diane, and when we come back, Lauren will help us with advice. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Hey, ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane, and boy, do I have a hell of a treat for you today. So listen, there's a place. It's called the Atlanta Breakfast Club. Oh my God, you're gonna love it. They have a French cobbler. Literally, it's warm and gooey just like my... Okay, here's the address. 249 Ivan Allen Jr. Boulevard, Atlanta, Georgia, 30313. Tell them I sent ya! So make sure you guys sign up on patreon.com slash cocktails for the bonus episodes. We release new bonus episodes every Monday. So if you want only the audio version, you need to sign up at at least the $3 tier. And if you sign up at the $5 tier, there will be video available for you. So don't forget to sign up and tell a friend and tell a friend. Now we are going to move on to advice. Every week you can send in your emails to askcocktails at gmail.com and maybe we will read your email on the show and give you some advice if you can. So do you have one pulled up already, Medina? I have one pulled up and the subject line said, Mr. Fucking Flaccid. Mm. Hi, ladies. So I have a story for y'all and I need some major advice. I was dating a guy long distance and everything was going great. We had the best conversations, a similar sense of humor, and we both were looking for a relationship. Y'all, I seriously, seriously thought this man was my future husband. She followed me. Although we didn't live in the same state, that did not keep us from seeing each other. He decided to come to my hometown to visit me. We went on great dates. We went on a great date and we had great ass chemistry. You ever met someone and had an instant connection with them as if you all dated in another life? Dramatic, I know. Girl, it is not dramatic because I be feeling like that a lot. It happened to me three times during quarantine. So, after our date, I was ready to fuck him. We got back to his hotel room, and we were all over each other. He gave me the best head, and so I returned the favor and gave him my VIP dick-sucking special. 
everything was going great until we started having sex. Y'all, this man went soft while he was inside of me. Eventually, after a small struggle, I got him semi-hard and we were able to finish in quotations. Although I was not satisfied, I still really liked him. This man had the nerve to think he actually laid the pipe. The fuck? I gave him the benefit of the doubt and I continued to talk to him every day. I figured maybe it was just that one time. Bitch, no. Speed up a few months later, he decided to come visit me again. We had a great weekend, but he went soft again. After he went home, he kind of started to ghost me, but I'm 30 years old and he's 32. I didn't slash don't have time for no petty games. So I called him and I asked, how, so I called him and I asked, how did he feel about me? He told me that, he told me that was loaded, that was a loaded question, but ended up saying he doesn't think we have chemistry, but he still wanted us to talk. She put that in quotation. I felt like that was pointless. If we aren't dating with a purpose, then what's the point? Well, we haven't had any communication with each other since then. But now he watches all my IG stories. I don't follow him on any social media, but he still follows me. I'm trying to figure out if it was me or if it was him. Because at this point, I'm questioning myself. Advice needed ASAP. Sincerely broken pussy. I love y'all. Um, I don't think your pussy's broken. I don't think you should take the blame for this because his dick wasn't working right. Who knows what the reason was, but I would just move on. (laughs) Just move on. Let it go. If it's got you feeling insecure about your own body and he's giving you all these reasons, it's like there's a few things that you can do to try to rectify it, but it bothers you. You don't like it. You want to have sex. Outside of the sex, the thing that gets to me is he told you, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm misheard something but he told you he's he doesn't think y'all have chemistry but he wants to keep talking like he just wants to waste your time and call you to fuck and take a chance on if his dick is going to work or not i don't think you should waste your time i think that you should just move on cut ties you don't even have to say anything dramatic he already told you he doesn't think that y'all have chemistry there's no connection but y'all should just keep going for what because he's bored people are bored um I think Go ahead, I was going to say, I, I agree. I think he's bored and he wants somebody around to give him the verbal uh, um, validation that, you know, mm-hmm. to flirt and to make him feel good and all of these things. But then when right. it comes down to it, he may just not be sexually interested in you and you don't have time for that. Go out, find somebody. I agree with you. Go out and find somebody that that you can have sex with that actually appreciates you. You don't have time to waste that. And you know what? If he looks at your IG, then either block him if it annoys you or just ignore it. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree with you, ladies. Broken pussy, I feel like he might like you and he might be embarrassed about the dick being tough and him not being able to get it up. You seem like you really like him. It seems like y'all had a great time by the way you said it. I think you should bring up his dick being soft. Like, bring it up it's an elephant in the room and maybe he doesn't know how to talk about it and maybe you should bring it up you are grown and if you really do like him and you want to get to the bottom of it just be like hey your dick didn't get hard do you have issues do you feel embarrassed he could feel embarrassed and not know how to deal with it and so i think you should talk to him about it if you do like him Mm -hmm. you have another advice Mm -hmm. 
The next one says, hey, ladies, I love the show. Thank you, ladies, for keeping us entertained during this quarantine. Last year, I was in ATL for an event I was hosting for a guy I was seeing. It was a lingerie and PJ themed event, and I looked good. One of the sponsors was a sponsor was a personal trainer out of Atlanta and he was fine. Let's call him Chris. Perfect name for a fine ass man. All right. He's tall, muscular, dark skin, tattooed with dreads and with a gorgeous wide smile. He wasn't dressed for the event. He kept it professional, but still he was nice to look at. After the event, the guy I was originally there for had an after party back at their Airbnb. Chris, along with a few other people, came to the party. We were all in the kitchen driving the boat with some Hennessy and tequila, and it was Chris's turn. He gets to flicking his tongue and shit, and I'm cheering him on. Clearly, I have been drinking. Fast forward, during the party, I found out the guy I was in ATL for was actually fucking two other girls who were there as well. I didn't let it affect my mood. I just went on enjoying myself. Good job. Later in the night, my bestie Chris and I were in the kitchen and we were all talking. My bestie gets to choking me, playing around. And before I knew it, Chris's hands were around my neck and I'm pinned against the fridge with his tongue on my neck. Oh, we end up enjoying. We end up joining. Wait, I lost my spot. We end up joining in the living room and during the conversation about sex, Chris uses me as an example of how to bend a woman over a couch. I was soaking wet. At that point, I was like, fuck the dude I was in ATL for. The entire weekend, the guy I was there supposed that was there supporting was being distant, and we had only fucked once the entire weekend. Chris and I ended up exchanging social media. Um and the next day I flew back to Baltimore. Now it's been over a year and Chris and I keep in touch. Chris is coming to Baltimore for work later this year, and I really want to fuck him. But y'all, I got a boyfriend. <laughs> I did not think it was going there. I got a boyfriend. Now, why the fuck would I do that? I don't want to cheat. My boyfriend and I have been back together for over six months after breaking up in 2018 because he cheated. Should I just do it and deal with God when I get to heaven or keep a clear conscience (laughs) and keep my pussy in my pants? I've attached a photo of myself and Chris in case you ladies wanted to see. (laughs) Thanks in advance, beauties. Oh, my God. Okay, let me come back. Oh, it looks like we lost Medina. Let me see if she sent me a message. She didn't. Um, okay, well, when she joins, she'll just hop back on. But that was funny. I was not expecting that at all. Okay, so what do you think she should do? That is so tough. I mean, when it's good sex like that. And she's, what did she mm-hmm. say? She's only been with her boyfriend a year, like back with him. She a said year? she's been with her w- for six months, not even a year. They oh, broke up back man. in 2018 and it's been six months. That, okay, so. The right thing to do is to not <laughs> see Chris. That's the right mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. You should keep your pussy in your pants. <laughs> Even if, because if it doesn't work, like if it works out with your boyfriend, you would have felt terrible and very guilty for the rest of the time together that you cheated on him. Especially if he'd what? cheated on her and then she forgave him and they got back together like i would i would say don't do it don't do it don't ruin the relationship over like what a one night fuck i mean just remember the good time because what if you guys fuck and it's it's not like the amazing time that you guys fucked and fucked and all that and then you're disappointed and it it 
you know, you don't want to. It was a waste. You could end up like the girl who just wrote in the email about Mr. Flaccid. Right. What if you get to have sex with him and then you get there, you're in that moment, you've already sucked his dick and now all of a sudden it won't stay up. Like you're going to be pissed. What if you guys get drunk and it's whiskey dick and then you've wasted a whole like almost cheating fuck about, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's going to have you stressed out. I don't think you should do it. I think you should just leave it alone. You, I really think it's a dangerous game to stay, like, even Instagram friends because you're obviously lusting after him. But I will say this. Don't worry about God in this because, I mean, you're not married. So, uh, according to him, you're really not supposed to be fucking either of these people. So, it's kind of all <laughs> one and the same. So, you can X that part out of the equation if that helps you at all. Um, but yeah, I hope that you don't have sex with him. But if you do decide to cheat, which you probably will, call um, back in his and arms tell us what really happens. Nice. <laughs> yeah, send us an email, send us a cocktail, and let us know. Uh, but try how not it was. to. Hopefully, try if you not do. to. Yeah, try pray about it. Try really hard not to end up having sex with him. Um, yeah, I I don't think you should do it. But hey, you are gonna do what you want to do, and I just can't wait to find out. We need an update. After he goes to Baltimore. Okay, so that's it for the advice. Um, again, remember the email for advice is askcocktails at gmail.com. And now we're going to move on to the cocktails. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. kicked you off okay so um now it's time for the cocktails um remember if you want to send us something email us cocktails.atl at gmail.com and maybe we will read it on the show so let's start with you lauren with your cocktail I'd love to know a good sex or dating experience that you've had. Anybody. It could have been married or not. It could be hoey or not. So, um, I remember the first time I was about to sleep with my now husband. And it was in England. And I had just arrived and I was talking to a friend of mine who is British. She's here in London. And I was freaking out because I had never slept with someone who was um, not circumcised. Oh. Yeah. So I was freaking out because I had, I had forgotten about this whole thing, right? Like I just thought, you know, when you're talking to somebody and they're a regular person and all this stuff. And when I got to England and realized, oh, we might be having sex. And I've never seen one or given head to one or what do I do? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And so, like, I'm texting her. It's like I was supposed to meet up with her and she was going to give me some tips. And, like, you know, anyway, so she's texting me and we're, you know, I'm freaking out because and she's basically like it's like a sleeping bag and, you know, telling me. all. But I'm freaking out because I've never I mean, I've never seen one, never touched one. You know, I, I'm used to an American dick or Canadian dick or, you know, um, Latin dick, any kind of dick that's circumcised. 
And so I didn't know what to do. And so I had huge anxiety because you know me, ladies, I know how to perform. And this was something that, I, you know, because, you know, they have to clean, you know, I'm like, is it going to be clean? What if it's dirty? If it's not like, cleaned, it is funky. That's what she was telling me. And I'm like, I don't know this guy. Like, what What if he's not clean? Like, what, what about our situation? You know, what if we've been outside? Like, I sweat a lot. And I write about it. Like, I have, you know, <laughs> like, I sweaty hands. You know, like, I like to keep myself very clean. And, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm very clean. So I hope he's very clean. And what if he's not very clean? And so I was just freaking out. So mm -hmm. I had all this anxiety. Um, and when the time came for me to give him a blowy, I was very excited because he was circumcised. But then I was also surprised, like, how are you circumcised? You're British. <laughs> um, uh -huh. because they aren't. And so then I learned that he got adult circumcision and this, this was the whole story, but I was so surprised. And so then I kind of freaked out about that and, you know. But it was it, that whole thing. But I started to realize a lot of women, I think a lot of American women don't, I mean, like, have you guys been with a lot of people uncircumcised? Mm -mm. I've only been with one man who wasn't circumcised. I didn't like it. Okay, see, right? No, Canadian. Really? Okay, so like... Mm -hmm. I've been with a couple Canadians, but they've been circumcised. So I feel like it's like hit, hit or miss. But that was something that I felt like more American women probably should be more educated on. Like, mm -hmm. because I just remember freaking the fuck out. Like, because there's so many things that I feel like, like, I, I wouldn't want to, no offense, like, I, I I almost didn't want to have sex with him or blow him because I didn't mm -hmm. know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I would be like, ah. <laughs> like, did you freak out? Did you freak out when you had to give him head, the Canadian? I was really drunk, first of all. But okay, see I that helps, right? It was not clean. See, and it smelled like a can of tuna. And so I tried to incorporate warm water and a washcloth into the whole, it was crazy. It was horrible. So was it like, did you do like some romantic hand job with I mean, this it, like towel left? Was it this it was, it was literally horrible. I can't even, and I was so embarrassed for him that I couldn't, for some reason I, I didn't feel comfortable telling him that he was funky and I was younger and he was a professional athlete. I really should have told his little stanky self that he needed to get in the shower and clean his goddamn dick off. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, <sighs> it's, it, it, it was, was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Right, because you had the anxiety. Yeah, it's, God, I feel for you. Mm -hmm. You took one for the team. <laughs> now, did it feel, real quick, I have to ask, <laughs> did it feel different having sex? No, when you roll it back, no. Like the actual like action of it <laughs> didn't feel different. But you do have to keep. He had to keep stopping and rolling it back during sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Oh my God. 
I do. Oh, you do? And it ain't got nothing to do with dirty dick. <laughs> I hope not, girl. And I was going to say, though, I had sex with somebody who was uncircumcised, but I didn't suck his dick for like a long time. This is years and years ago, like the second guy I ever had sex with. I never saw it when it was flaccid. I only saw it when it was hard. He would always be holding it and then he put the condom on. So I didn't know that it was not circumcised for a very, very long time. Thank God, because I probably would have freaked out. And then being much younger, I'd be like, what's wrong with your dick? Like, what is this? Because I, I really would have been clueless now. You know, it's a little bit different. I know a little bit more. Got a little bit more life under my belt. But anyway, okay, yeah. So I do have a cocktail this week. So remember last week or whatever week that was, I can't remember. The days are blending together. But I was saying, I'm really fucking horny and I need to have sex. I want sex and I want it now. I got what I wanted. So, um... I feel like I manifested really good sex for myself. I was in um, a very extremely horny mood where I felt like if I didn't have sex that day, I might turn into a violent person, which I'm not. But it was just it was just a lot of sexual tension built up in my body. OK, so um, before I don't I think it was like right after we recorded, I went and I took my uh, my herbal supplements and I took a shower and I was getting ready to go. So. I go to the guy's house and I get there. And so he's like cleaning up and stuff because he had some stuff to do that week. He's just preparing. You know, when you go out of town, you want your place to be nice and clean or whatever. So I was like, how how long is this going to take? Because I came over here to suck your dick and hop on it, not to watch you clean up and watch fucking Netflix. You know, I came here with purpose. So anyway, I fall asleep on the couch like I always do. The shit was taking too long. And then I woke up with kind of like an attitude because I was like, I know I did not come over here to take a nap on this man's couch. Like, what the fuck? But. He was waking me up. He was like, come on, come to my room. So we go in the room. I don't know why, but I just had this really strong urge to suck a stick. I don't usually feel that way. I know. I don't usually feel that way, but something was happening. I don't know if it was the sheet orgasms pills. I don't know if it was because it had been a few days since I had sex. I'm acting like I have sex every day. And like when I don't have sex for like three days, I'm acting like it's been three years. And I really need to like see somebody about this because it's turned into a problem. Anyway. So I'm sucking his dick, I kid you not, for at least like 30 minutes. And um, I kept stopping because I was like, well, I don't want you to finish. So I'm just going to stop, tease him a little bit. So I'm sucking his dick. This person usually, um, I don't ask him to give me head a lot because it's usually not very good. It's just like, whatever. So it's like, we can skip that part. Like, just fuck me. It's really good when he just fucks me. So I'm just like, you don't have to do that. You know, like this is a waste of time. It's really not getting me anywhere. So we're wasting time. You're looking up all my juices and I need those for later, you know? So all of a sudden he's like playing with my pussy with his hands. And I just had, after a while, he like picks me up and moves me, like moves my ass to like sit on his face and I was just like what is happening here it was just it was very strange I liked it don't get me wrong but it was just very strange very surprising this is new behavior for him so he's eating my pussy probably like 38 seconds and I was like oh my god you have to stop like I don't know what you took. I don't know what you're doing back there. I don't know if you have some sort of contraption with you, but the shit is feeling too good. So he laughed and did not stop. And I was like, oh, you're on demon time today too, I see. So anyway, so we're in the 69 position. He's, um, he's eating my pussy. I'm sucking his dick. 
And then he like kind of pulled me back so that I couldn't reach his dick anymore. And so I just had to enjoy it. And then after a while, I had this like really intense orgasm and we hadn't even like actually had sex yet. And I just felt like maybe I might be on the brink of an aneurysm or a heart attack or something where I'm going to be dead. This is not going to be good. So I like roll over. I felt like I was crippled, like I couldn't move. My body is like twitching. And then he starts moving towards me. Like, I guess he thought, okay, well, now I'm going to fuck you. And I kicked him because I was like, "Uh, -uh. (laughs) you've got it. Not in his penis, but like in his stomach, chest area. A gentle, like I shoved him with my foot, I guess is how I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not a drop kick because we're still in the bed. Just, you know, a little, instead of my hand, it was the foot. So, I'm glad that he, I was like, really, I don't think I can handle this. And I feel like something could happen. Um, I, I feel like it might have nerve damage or something. I don't know what you did a minute ago. It was great. So anyway, so we're having sex. He puts me in this position and it's kind of hard to describe, but I just know if I get in that position again, I don't know what's going to happen. So it's like, okay, he's on his side. He's laying on his left side. I'm going to try my best to describe this to you guys so that you can visualize everybody who's listening and watching. So he's laying on his left side and his legs are together. Um, and he has his arm, his left arm is out and he like pulls me to him with his arm. So I'm like laying in his arm. So my back is on the bed by him. My pussy is on his dick. My left leg is aligned with his legs, like on the bed, but the other leg is like up and to the side and he's holding it with his other arm. So it's kind of like a Y in a weird way. I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think I want that again. (laughs) Like I do, but I don't, I don't know. But it was a really, really, really good position. The sex was great. Um, When I finished, I cried. And this is like the second time that I've cried during sex. And I'm like, okay, I have to stop. And he was like, are you crying again? I said, no, my eyes are sweating. And that's it. It's time to go to bed. And I just couldn't sleep. I was just like up. Like I just didn't know what was going on, but it it felt great. It was a fun time. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. We're just a fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, my cocktail is going to be short and sweet, just like my dick session was. Um, so, I have been making these little, I'm calling them spot talks to Houston, Texas. Lauren, my little bay lives in Houston. You call them what? I'm calling it a spot talk. I did a thought oh, talk over in Houston before I came to Oklahoma City. I was supposed to go to LA this weekend with my bay, but I couldn't because I had to come see my sister and take help with her you know i'm doing god's work so she flies me out to houston and we all it literally morning was for less than 10 hours um flies me out a night flight and then i'm leaving in the like early afternoon flight so we fucked all of the however many hours you're supposed to be sleeping i was looking crazy tracks coming out of my head Getting dressed, we wake up in the morning, we go get breakfast. He's like, I'm gonna miss you. I'm like, I'm gonna miss you. I don't wanna leave. This one's too short. So he's like, Well, I wanna fuck you again before I take you to the airport. And I'm like, It's like rush mode. Cause I like to leave in the right amount of time to get to the airport where you're not waiting around at the gate. So 
I was like, babe, we really need to go. We probably, we should be leaving here within the next 15 minutes. He's like, I can do it. We could do it. I was like, okay, you need to nut that place. Because we have like long, passionate sex moments. He's like, I got it. So I, I'm dressed. I got my Yeezys on. I got my jeans on. I got a white t-shirt on. I take my glasses off and hold them in my hand like this. And I take my hat off because I had a hat on. I pull my jeans down. You guys, this might be the best position to fuck in. And it was very quick. I pull my jeans down to my knees, right? And my panties and stuff. And I'm leaning, I'm leaning over the edge of the bed. Like, my elbows are on the very edge of the bed. We're not, like, on the bed. And he's standing behind me. And my knees are kind of, like, in a position, like, on the bed, but kind of helping me bounce. And I'm literally just, like, I don't picture it like you're bending over to catch your breath and your hands are on your knees. So my hands are on the bed, but my knees are still bent. And I'm just bouncing my ass on his dick. Made him come in, like, I would say probably 3.5 minutes. You guys. It felt so good. And then he nutted. It got a little bit on me. I kept it there. And then I put my pants on and just there for it. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was quick. It was perfect, y'all. And that's my cocktail. <laughs> okay. I think I get the sex tales. So the sex tale is actually a position. You tell a position. It doesn't have to be a position. We just happen to have that. Both of us yeah. have that this week. Okay. okay. It could be That's anything. It, it yeah. Yeah. You, you having that uncircumcised situation is fine. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Because just never know. We just happen to have some good sex. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm it's glad that we both did. And I hope that you have some today too. Lauren, thank oh, you so much for coming yes, on. I hope show. you have some time. I appreciate you guys so much, and I appreciate you guys, you know, being so supportive of the book. I mean, you know, it's been such a journey, you know, with you know number one on Amazon and all that good stuff. And I just appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, it's yeah. right now, if you want to plug anything that you have coming up, tell people know where they can get your book. Now would be the time. Okay, great. Well, you know, if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, it's at female likes cheese. You can find the book on Amazon, on Apple Books. Uh, you can find it at Barnes and Noble. Um, I, I've been on ABC, Fox, NBC talking about dating. Um, there's a lot of exciting things coming out soon. So, um, yeah, I just appreciate you guys having me on. This was so much fun. And, um, okay. you know, it's been such a, such a great journey talking about dating with everybody. Thank well, you, thanks dude. again for coming on. Um, you guys, please make sure that you sign up for our Patreon for the bonus episodes and extra content. Um, it's patreon.com slash cocktails. Also this week, um, I was on an episode of Period Sis. It came out yesterday. So please listen to it. Um, and follow us on Instagram at cocktails podcast. I'm at Kiki Said So. I'm at Coffee Bean Bean. And, and until, until next, next week, you guys, guys. Bye. bye. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.